On today's Stinging Corners, we're talking about baseball. Just baseball. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Dinging Corners. Hey guys, before we get into today's podcast, I want to talk to you about my breaks. So as you know, I have done breaks in the past at the Slab Stocks headquarters, but now we are branching out. I am doing breaks remotely. And so anytime you see baseball, basketball, or football on the slabstocks.com slash shop page, which you can see on the screen here, that will be me breaking from now on. And so you'll notice that there is a select uh, four team or five team break here, five guaranteed spot, five teams, five top teams, the Hornets, the Kings, the Timberwolves, so on and so forth. That will be me. And then also, and that breaks next Wednesday. And then also you have the three box random team Bowman hobby break, six autos, a bunch of colors, a bunch of Bowman firsts. And that will also be me next Wednesday. So if you enjoy the channel, if you want to get into some breaks, if you want to join, if you don't want to get into the breaks and you just want to join our YouTube channel on Wednesdays and talk to me or our Instagram channel, because we Instagram live it too, and you want to chat with me and talk baseball or basketball or football or maybe soccer, I don't know, hockey, I don't know anything about hockey, but I'll you can talk to me about it, uh, please join and uh, let's have a good time on Wednesdays. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this. Now on to the rest of the podcast. Regular season, which is absurd. A very long time. That's six months. Yeah, six months, um, which is an insanely long season. So it's long for the players. It's long for the fans. It's long for those of us that are doing content around it. And so the MLB season can get pretty grinding, even though it's enjoyable. And I love everything about it, and I love watching the Brewers play and stuff, and I love watching other games. It can get it can get a little bit long, and then you get to a game like last night, the Dodgers and the Cardinals, one game, win or go home, and a game like that makes everything about the baseball season worth it. All the late nights, all of the midday games that you miss and or you watch and all of the injuries you have to suffer through and the excitement and the lows if you're an Orioles fan having to suffer through the Orioles playing baseball or if you're a Brewers fan like myself and you enjoy it but now you have expectations of being even better when it's easier to have no expectations and now if we lose in the playoffs it's going to be a major disappointment and so you have all of these emotions wrapped up in baseball. At least I do. And I'm sure you guys do if you're watching this too. And it's kind of tough. And then you get to a game like last night. And that was the perfect baseball game to me. Because I didn't want either team to win. As a Brewers fan, and I know I'm supposed to be impartial if I'm doing like media stuff or whatever. But I'm a Brewers fan. I'm a Brewers fan. And I don't want the Cardinals to win. I just don't. But I also don't want the Dodgers to win. 
because the Dodgers are like the antithesis of the Brewers. The Brewers don't have much money to spend. The Dodgers have all the money to spend in the world. Of course, the Dodgers don't need to spend all the money in the world because they're stinking good at figuring out how to draft players and develop them. Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, uh, Will Smith, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw. They have prospects they don't have to use. Um, they, I mean, they can have guys like Dustin May go down, and it doesn't matter. They've got prospects they can use to go acquire Max Scherzer and Justin Turner if they want because while their prospects, the players they have up are amazing, all the guys they have in the minors also really good, so they can go acquire top-end talent like Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, which is super frustrating. But then they can also just go grab scrap heap guys like Chris Taylor, Max Muncie, those guys, Chris Taylor especially, after what he did last night. And so you have a team that is good at drafting, good at trading for guys, good at pulling guys off the scrap heap and turning them into everyday useful players or stars in Max Muncy's case, and have a ton of money if they want to go out and spend a ton of money on whatever player they could possibly want. And so for me, you know, the Brewers, they can draft and develop pitching at the very least, but the rest of it, and grab some scrap heap guys, but the rest of it, they can't do. They just don't have the, the ability. They don't have the ability to trade for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner and take on those salaries midseason. They just don't. You just can't do it unless the Nationals are willing to eat most of the salary, which they probably wouldn't be. And so, you know, I don't have anything against the Dodgers per se outside of the fact that they're really good and they have a ton of money. If they didn't have a ton of money and they're good at everything else, all right, I'd be fine. But it's the fact that they can have be good at literally everything and then on top of that add any free agent they could ever want or just re-sign all their guys. It's hard to re-sign all your guys if they're good. A lot of small clubs run into this where the Brewers ran into this with Prince Fielder, want to re-sign him, CC Spathia, want to re-sign him, but not going to be able to, don't have the money. And so for that reason, I also like didn't want the Dodgers to win. I also didn't want the Dodgers to win because in a seven-game you can beat anybody in one game. The Orioles, for how bad they were, still won plenty of games on the season, right? And so you can win any one game, especially if you're already a good team. And the Cardinals are a good team. And so the best chance to take out the Dodgers was in one game. The second best chance is obviously the Giants only having to win three and not four in a five-game series. But you get to seven games with the Dodgers in that lineup if they're all healthy. That's hard to deal with. And then you have Max Scherzer and Walker Buehler and Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw, though he is injured and probably not going to be playing. Um, but still. And then your, your bullpen is amazing. Corey Knievel and Kenley Jansen and Blake Trinan and Bruce Stark Gratterall. And the list keeps going and going and going. Like, they are just loaded, and there's no weak spot on that team. And so if you have to play seven games, it's really tough. So that brings us to last night in that wildcard game, and that was perfection. Because I sat there wanting both teams to lose. I would have loved if both teams somehow lost. Of course, that can't happen. So then before the game started, I was like, all right, at least one of these teams is going to lose. I do not have to endure one of these teams in the playoffs moving forward. That will be nice. And then the game started. And I mean, it takes a lot for me 
to have a cheering interest, a rooting interest in one of those games. And I wasn't rooting for either team. I was just rooting for the game because that's how amazing it was. Max Scherzer not getting out of the fifth inning, having a ton of pitches, uh, so many 3-2 counts, and yet he only gave up one run. Um, Adam Wainwright, 40 years old. Max Scherzer is 37. Adam Wainwright's 40. They're starting their wild card game for the team. Win or go home, a 37-year-old and a 40-year-old. That's the beautiful thing about baseball. You'd never see that in basketball. I guess you'd see that in football quarterbacks-wise. But baseball, you can have that, where you have a 40-year-old facing off a 37-year-old in a win-or-go-home game. And the 40-year-old outpitched the 37-year-old, the Max Scherzer, who's like Cy Young potential this year and won plenty of Cy Youngs. And it's Max Scherzer who had a worse game, and yet the Dodgers just brought out bullpen piece after bullpen piece after bullpen piece. And the Cardinals, to an extent, did too. And it's 1-1. Justin Turner obviously had that big home run um, in like the fourth inning off of a Wainwright curveball of all things, which is incredible because Adam Wainwright's curveball is just absolutely filthy. And it's 1-1 going into the ninth inning. And you're like, oh. And all I wanted, all I wanted was an Albert Pujols home run. And he gave it a ride. He gave it a ride, but not far enough. And then... You get Cody Bellinger, who had a nice game. Cody Bellinger struggled. He hit like a buck 80 in the second half of the season. Just atrocious, 200-plus on base, 200-plus slugging. Like, one of the worst hitters in the league in the second half. And then yesterday, he had a single. He had two walks. He had two steals. And he technically scored the game-winning run. It was 3-1, to one, but he was on base when Chris Taylor in the ninth inning. Chris Taylor, who had been struggling. Chris Taylor, who hadn't gotten... A ton of hits in his last like 70 some at bats. I think he was like 16 for his last 70 something or 80 something. Like just not very good. Chris Taylor, who feels like he should be a Cardinals player and that he was grabbed off a scrap heap and then he was all of a sudden good. And that's like the Cardinals way. You know, guys you've never heard of Tommy Edmond, you know, Tommy Pham, um, Jeremy Hazel uh, Baker or something, whatever his name was. I forget his name now. But so many Cardinals guys that just get pulled off the scrap heap and all of a sudden are good for a year to alleged Mies Diaz and then kind of disappear. And Chris Taylor's kind of like that. Pulled off the scrap heap, pretty good, but kind of not good, and then pretty good, and then kind of not good. And then last night, because the Dodgers lineup is relentless, it's Chris Taylor of Gall guys, not Trey Turner, not Corey Seager, not Cody Bellinger, even though he's not very good, not Justin Turner, not Will Smith, not A.J. Pollock. Chris Taylor is the one who hit the walk-off home run, and that's what makes this Dodgers team so tough is that they have so many guys up and down that lineup, almost every guy up and down that lineup, that can get into one pretty easily, uh, even without Max Muncie with him being injured. And so this lineup is relentless and that game was just so much fun that was the most beautiful baseball game two teams both a little bit obnoxious both good one team that's been good all year one team that had one of the hottest months in their entire franchise's history meeting up a 40 year old against a 37 year old and it came down to chris taylor he had a walk-off home run off of alex Reyes, who alex Reyes. The last three times he has pitched in the ninth inning has given up a walk-off home run. One to Yoshi Sasugo, one to a walk-off grand slam to Daniel Vogelbach, and I was at that game. 
And then obviously the walk-off home run for Chris Taylor, a very tough stretch for Alex Reyes, and uh, pretty unfortunate for a guy who had a very promising start to his career. Uh, we'll see if he gets that flipped around next year. But that was a beautiful, beautiful game, and I really hope you guys enjoyed it because we have some more amazing, amazing, amazing baseball coming our way, right? Just incredible. So we've got Houston and the White Sox. That's coming up today. We've got the Red Sox and the Rays. That's coming up tonight. We've got the Braves and the Brewers. That's starting tomorrow, and I'm a Brewers fan. I'm excited about that. And we've got the Dodgers and the Giants, which is going to be incredible. This is the first playoff appearance against the Dodgers and the Giants in their histories, and you couldn't ask for anything better. A 107-win team against 100, I guess, and 7-win team now with that win in the wild card last night. 207-win teams, the difference in their season, the difference between having to play in the wild card and win the division was one single game. The D Giants won one game head-to-head -head against the Dodgers. One more game head-to-head -head against the Dodgers. And that's the difference. If the Dodgers win that game, they're 107. The Giants are 106. But the Giants won that game. And so now Giants home field advantage playing the Dodgers. That big park kind of neutralizes a lot of the Dodgers' power, which is nice. And uh, we're going to see how that goes. I'm very excited for that. The one thing the Giants have going for them, Max Scherzer's already pitched. He probably won't pitch until like game three of that series, at which point, you know, you, you've already made it through Walker Bueller, Julio Urias at that point. The Giants, on the other hand, you know, they're an unfortunate circumstance with Brandon Belt, but I'm pretty excited about that series. The uh, second series that, you know, the Brewers and the Braves, I'm excited about that. Obviously, the Brewers pitching, everyone knows about it. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta um, have been amazing all year. Adrian Hauser has been really good. Eric Lauer has been really good. We're talking a five-man rotation where every single guy has like under a 3-5 ERA. And three of the guys have under a 3 ERA. Um, and two of the guys have around a 2-5 ERA. So we're talking about a rotation that's amazing. You take one of those guys out of the rotation, and you can put them into the bullpen, the bullpen that just lost Devin Williams because he punched a wall. But we're getting back Jake Cousins, the man who pitched in independent league baseball last year and is now in the majors, having some of the nastiest stuff in baseball, striking out guys left and right, and is yet another in a long line of dominant Brewers pitching projects. Uh, you also have Aaron Ashby to go along with Josh Hader. You throw in an Adrian Hauser into that bullpen with his nasty sinker. And you've got the recipe for a team that could beat any team. But you got to do it with defense and pitching because the offense is going to – it's a fine offense. It's a fine offense since Willie Adamas trade, since Rowdy Telez got in there. It's been a fine offense. Luis Rice has been nice. Omar Navarez has been nice. Obviously, Garcia has been nice. You know, Christian Yelich has been fine. He's been a disappointment, but he's been fine. And you get a lot of guys that are slightly above average hitters, you know, 105 to 110 to 111, uh, Colton Wong, you know, WRC pluses, and you can put up some runs. You can put up some runs, um, especially with somebody as good as Willie Adamas in the middle of the order. But that's a team that has to face just as good of a pitching staff in like a Walker Bueller if we have to face the Giants and a Max Scherzer, and then you have to face an even better offense. That's tough. But 
facing the Braves, you know, Max Freed is nice. Ian Anderson is nice. Charlie Morton is old now, but, you know, he's a vet. Um, and so, like, for them, the, the Braves pitching not nearly as good. The Braves bullpen not nearly as exciting. But what they do have is they got some pop, and obviously they have Freddie Freeman, and they have Ozzie Albies. Austin Riley had a really nice year, right? Um, Dansby Swanson's always a nice player. Not exactly the number one overall pick that you're expecting, but Dansby Swanson's a nice player. But then you have Adam Duvall and Eddie Rosario and um, uh, Jorio Soler that they traded for. No Ronald Lacuna, obviously, or else the team would be significantly better. But they got some major pop in that lineup. And so that's concern for me is that while the Brewers pitching is good, it only takes one, two mistakes for this Braves lineup to punish you because they've got pop all over the place and big time pop. And so for me, I'm not overly worried about the Braves. I should be probably, this is a team that could potentially upset you because of um, their lineup. I'm not too worried. I'm more worried about playing the Giants or the Dodgers, but you got to get through the Braves first and they are a spunky team. And so I've got hopefully the Giants winning the Giants Dodgers series and the Brewers winning the Brewers Braves series, but the Braves do pose a threat. Next series is Boston and the Rays. And this is exciting because obviously Boston just played the Yankees. They beat them. And now they are playing the Rays. Same division. Rays on the one hand, you know, they're going into the into the season or into the playoffs with three rookie pitchers. Shane McClanahan, rookie. Really good, but a rookie. Shane Baz, rookie. Really good, but a rookie. And then Drew Rasmussen. Drew Rasmussen was in the Willie Adamas trade. You'll remember J.P. Fireising Drew Rasmussen for Willie Adamas. Um, at the time, I was like, man, Willie Adamas hasn't been that good at hitting, but he's a decent defender. Seems like we just maybe traded for a better Orlando Arcia, right? And Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireising are two really good relievers, so it feels like we weaken the bullpen to make the lineup just a little bit better and the defense a little bit better. Well, and then they got Jake Cousins in there, right? Um, and we traded for a couple of relievers at the trade deadline, though one John Curtis tore his arm. And so it was, it was a bit tough to be missing those bullpen pieces. And But Willie Adamas obviously made up for it in a big way. Well, now you move forward to the Rays, and they still have J.P. Fireisen. He's a stud. Drew Asmussen is probably their best starter in the last, like, month, which is crazy to me. Now, the Brewers didn't want to use him as a starter because he'd already had two Tommy John surgeries before even getting drafted. And I'm sure they wanted to re reduce the amount of stress on his elbow. But he is a very good pitcher, and he has been their best starter the last month. And he only goes around four innings a start. Um, but with the, Bra with the Rays, bullpen like that, you can handle that. You can handle that with the way they handle their bullpen. And so four innings from Drew Rasmussen, if he does it in game three, if they don't need him before that point. It's a nice rotation, but it's terrifying going into a into a series like that with three rookies. Like, I like the team. I love the depth. Obviously, you have Wander Franco. You have Nelson Cruz, right? You know, you have Mike Zanino, uh, G-Man Choi, guys like that, Brandon Lowe. Everyone's so good on that lineup, but that rotation is three rookies, and there's a lot of stress to put on rookies, especially guys. Now, the the 
Red Sox rotation also isn't very good. Nathan Eovaldi has already pitched. Um, Chris Sale's coming back from injury. Tanner Hook is a rookie. You know, Nick Pavetta, Eduardo Rodriguez, right? It's a risk. Um, on their end, Garrett Whitlock's a stud. But, like, there is, there is risk in the Red Sox rotation, too. But you're facing Kyle Schwarp. You're facing Rafael Devers. You're facing J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts. All a bunch of guys who have done this before. Obviously, the Rays have done this before. But a bunch of guys who have done this before. And while the Red Sox pitching staff isn't overly exciting to me, outside of Tanner Hawk, it's a bunch of guys who have been here and done that so far. And so while I want the Rays to win, the pitching staff there is a big question mark having three rookies go into the playoffs playing a division series against a division opponent and the division opponent has a good offense of their own and also they have veteran pitchers on their team so we'll see what happens there um i would like the Rays to win but i wouldn't be shocked i wouldn't be shocked if the red sox upset them just because of how uh, iffy the Rays rotation is right now with those three rookies they're good they're very good but Tyler Glass now not being there and Ryan Yarbrough being trash is a major blow to the Rays' chances of getting back to the World Series. And then the last game, and this is at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and that is the White Sox and the Astros. And I'm actually super excited for this. On one hand, you have the Astros. They led the league in WRC Plus as a team. They also led the league in least amount of strikeouts as a team. They were amazing. And, you know, you have Jordan Alvarez. And you have Kyle Tucker, and you have Jose Altuve, and you have Alex Bregman, and you have Carlos Correa, and, you know, the list goes on. Yuri Gurriel, the list goes on. They are a great team. They are a great team. They're pitching, on the other hand. Zach Greinke's probably not going to be in the rotation. Now, not all these teams have their lineup set yet, but Zach Greinke's probably not going to be in the rotation. So you got Lance McCullers. You got Framber Valdez. You have... <clears throat> Luis Garcia, Jake Odorizzi. A good rotation, a good rotation, an amazing offense, a good rotation. But the White Sox, Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, I'll take that. Now, Carlos Rodon obviously is a pop-up. He's been bad for most of his career despite being the third overall pick. But he is really good this year. Um, and Dylan Cease is a rookie last year not a rookie this year but he's really young but he was incredible and actually while we're at it dylan Cease is the type of guy that if i find autos tops chrome autos for ten dollars or under like on comp c or something i'm buying i'm buying dylan Cease is like two seconds away from breaking out next year and being one of the best pitchers in the league that's the feeling i get and so i'm buying dylan Cease um right now i like the guy that's a sidebar but I like this rotation. I like the fact that you've got Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn fronting this rotation. I'll take that over Lance McCullers and Framber Valdez or Luis Garcia or Jake Odoriz. I'll take those two guys. And I'll take the potential of Dylan Cease and Carlos Rodon over the any other two guys the Astros want to put at them. And, so, and then in the back end, you obviously have Liam Hendricks and you have Craig Kimbrell. You have Garrett Crochet. You have Aaron Bummer. Um, you have got Michael Kopech, who's amazing. So this White Sox rotation 
And this White Sox bullpen is tough to handle. And they've got the veteran presence. They've got guys that have been here before. And they have the Eloy Jimenez's, the Luis Roberts, the Jose Abreu's, the Juan Mancadas of the world. Like, their lineup is no slouch either. Um, imagine if they didn't trade for James Shields and had Fernando Tatis. Uh, Tim Anderson, they've got Tim Anderson. But imagine if they had Fernando Tatis. So much better. And so this White Sox team, I think people are going to be surprised at how good they are and how the Astros, for how good they are, they might not stand a chance against this White Sox team. The White Sox team is more complete to me than the Astros team. And so I'm going with the the White Sox. The White Sox, the Rays, though I think the Red Sox have a real good chance, the Brewers and the Giants for my playoff predictions. Let me know in the comments what you think, who you think is going to win. Let me know um, if you have any upsets, who you think is going to be the most valuable player. Let me know uh, what you got for the playoffs. It's just, it's super exciting. I think we're in line for a ton of great matchups. We've already had two really good games, but that Dodgers-Cardinals game was everything that makes baseball good. I don't like either team, and yet I was up 1140, well past my bedtime, watching that, enjoying it, and just enjoying baseball for baseball. And that's the beautiful thing about baseball. Even when you don't like either team, you can just enjoy baseball for baseball. Who cares who wins? Who cares who loses? Sometimes baseball is a beautiful game, and uh, I love talking about it. I hope you guys love watching it, love hearing about it, love reading about it. Um, the whole nine yards. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Day's Sting Corners. Thank you for always tuning in. Um, please, if you get the chance, follow Dinging Corners on Instagram. We just started a page. We've got a baseball post a day. Most of it is playoff centered right now. So if you get a chance, follow, enjoy, and I will talk to you guys again next time.